This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. On the TV, on the radio, and even social media, everyone has become a debater. Hot heads, hot takes, and lots of hot air are now the norm. But only one can be the master debater. This is Master Debaters from News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And I'm Dennis Foley and welcome to Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. Joining us this week, he talks about mixed martial arts for combat culture, Matt Ryan. Hey, Matt. Hi. How are things? There are things. Cool. Well, you can see our next debater every weekend on Success in the City on the CW uh, CW35 here in San Antonio, Roman Garcia. Hey, Roman. Well, hello, hello, everyone. How are y'all doing? We're doing pretty good. Okay. And our third debater, can we hear... It was just a simple question. Recapping <laughs> the world of sports each weekday on Fox News Headlines 24-7 on Sirius XM Channel 115, Matt Napolitano. Hey, Matt. Hey, Dennis. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. So all three of our debaters will be presenting arguments in an effort to try one of her, our judge, who this week is Isaac from Atlanta. Hey, Isaac. How's it going, Dennis? It's going pretty good. So before uh, I uh, get on with asking the questions and having our debaters debate, um, we'll give the debaters a chance to ask the judge a question. So uh, let's start with uh, Matt Ryan. Do you have a question for our judge, Isaac? We'll take that as a no. I take that as a no as well. Uh, uh, Roman, do you have a question for our right, I pressed the button. I pressed something so you didn't hear the Mr. <laughs> Softy truck in the background. Isaac, since you live in Atlanta, your opinion on Chipper Jones in 140 characters or less? My opinion on Chipper Jones? Yes. I mean, he plays baseball, so uh, not a fan. I'll take that. I'll take that. It's a good answer. Good answer. Okay, Roman, your turn to ask a question. Yeah, uh, Isaac, yeah, are you, you a family man? I'm not a family man. All right, awesome. <laughs> and uh, Matt Napolitano, do you have a question for a judge, Isaac? Isaac, are you a lifelong Georgian, or are you just uh, one of those northerners? No, I'm from New Hampshire. South? Just moved down here for school. All right. All right, well, before I start the questioning, my role on the show, I'm the referee, also the host. If I hear something I don't like, you'll hear this whistle. Let's hope we don't have to use it. So let's start. Opening arguments on Master Debaters. Yes. Time for opening arguments. In this segment, I will give each combatant one question. That combatant answers the question. And our judge, Isaac, will give them a score between 0 and 10 points. They'll have 30 seconds for their argument, and a buzzer will let them know when that time is up. So the transportation secretary beat Buttigieg 
Thursday unveiled a plan to install thousands of electric vehicle charging stations across the country to encourage Americans to drive electric cars. Many gas-powered car owners asking Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg why their taxes should pay to install electric car charging stations across the country. He compared it to the government building airports in the 1930s. They might not have been built otherwise. We would not have the robust aviation sector we have today. The Biden administration announcing grants to help install more charging stations and encourage Americans to ditch the fossil fuel car and drive electric. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington. All right, Matt Ryan, do you think the nation's power grid is capable of handling the push for all electric vehicles? 30 seconds. Well, not right now, and I don't see many people in San Antonio, Quebec, or, you know, eastern New Jersey making the switch over to all-electric vehicles. It's something that is being implemented now so that over time, the convenience is there and more people are able to use it. You want to create the idea of value. You want to make sure that if people are thinking about going electric, they have options there. You don't want to see a massive rise in electrical car purchases in the middle of this country, especially if distribution comes back to the Midwest. It's not a good thing. All right, Isaac, what score do you give that zero to 10? I didn't hear a whole lot of specifics about power grid concerns, so I'm going to give that three out of 10. Okay. A story that's a heads up about what does not help when trying to detain a rattlesnake. A man spotted a poisonous rattlesnake near his Southern California home, and he was worried about children in the area. Riverside County Animal Services says he grabbed barbecue tongs to grab the snake, but they did not prevent the rattler's teeth from grabbing his hand. Animal Services, not naming the man, says he's okay after a trip to the ER. Rattlesnake bites are painful and in rare cases fatal. A crowd gathered as the snake was taken away. Some of the children saying, bye, Mr. Snake. Chuck Sievertson, ABC News. All right, Roman, you see the rattlesnake. What do you do? 30 seconds. I've, I've been in this situation before. I see a rattlesnake. I go and I grab a shovel because I think it gives me enough distance and I'm able to, I go for the head. I go for the head. I may have taught my kids wrong, but there was a copperhead snake outside one day, and my son actually grabbed it with his bare hands and tried to snap its neck. So, uh, but for me, I got kids. I don't want any snakes around. I don't want to risk them coming back. So off with their heads. I I may look ridiculous chasing it through the yard, but I'm going to kill that thing. All right, Isaac, uh, what score do you want to give that? Zero to ten. Roman, quick clarification. Did your son actually break the snake's neck? No. That's the crazy part. <laughs> Bad job as a father. You should have taught him to break the neck. I'm going to give you six out of ten. The shovel's good, but teach your son better. Yeah, yeah, survival skills. All right, dermatologists tell us all the time to slather on the sunscreen to protect us against the sun's ultraviolet rays, but with so many on the market, how do you know which one's the best? Here comes the sun, Consumer Reports tested out 48 of them and found the best of the bunch. If you're a lotion fan, they recommend Walmart's Equate Sport Lotion SPF 50 and Kiehl's Activated Sun Protector Lotion SPF 30. Like to get your spray on instead? Alba Botanica Hawaiian Coconut Clear Spray SPF 50, Banana Boat Ultra Sport Spray SPF 100, and Hawaiian Tropic Island Sport Spray SPF 30 top the list. But whichever you choose, they say any sunscreen is better than no sunscreen. Stacey Lynn, CBS News. All right, Matt Napolitano, how much thought do you, you think most people put into selecting a sunscreen, lotion, or spray? 30 seconds. 
Knowing the people I know from back where I grew up in New York, not a lot of thought goes into the SPF protection so much as how limited you could have it. They'd rather have a suntan oil to get themselves bronzed and good to go for the summertime. That being said, I think a lot of people take the approach to sunscreen the same way. You go into whatever grocery store or pharmacy you go to, you look at what's on sale, you grab that, and you just go. It doesn't really matter what the SPF is or whatever. You just figure it out until you get to the beach, slather it all on, and just hope for the best that you don't end up sunburnt and red and pain the next two days. All right, Isaac, a score zero to ten. What'd you think? Informative, accurate, but boring. I'll give him five out of ten. <laughs> Sounds like my updates. <laughs> oh, well, coming up. Fan support pays off for an upcoming Jeopardy guest host. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. We'll debate that and more next on Master Debaters from KTSA. This is Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. Things start to heat up now. We have Matt Ryan, Roman Garcia, and Matt Napolitano. This week, competing convince our judge, Isaac, that their argument is the best argument. And if you want to be a judge on a future edition of Master Debaters, head over to our website, ktsa.com slash masterdebaters to sign up to be our next judge. So let's keep this debate going. For argument's sake, on Master Debaters. So in this part of the show, I give all three contestants the same question, and they will each take a turn presenting their argument on that topic. After all three... Take their 30 seconds to respond. Our judge will give each of them a score between 0 and 10 points for their responses. The first topic, the House of Representatives has voted to make Washington, D.C. a state, but the bill faces an uphill battle in the Senate. It's the second time the chamber has approved such a measure, but now it has the support of the White House. In a party-line vote, the House approved a bill that would make Washington, D.C. the 51st state. D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton on the House floor. D.C. residents have been petitioning for voting representation in Congress and local autonomy for 220 years. The bill now heads to the Senate where it would need 60 votes to pass. That's a high hurdle with Republicans saying the bill is a power grab by Democrats to get more seats in the Senate. Elizabeth Schulze, ABC News, Washington. Start with Matt Ryan. Should D.C. be a state? 30 seconds. Yes. Why are we arguing over this? It's the capital of the country, and it has more citizens within it than some of the states represented in Congress. This is sense. Why is it that we're co we're coming up with these arguments to capitulate against the idea that one of the nation's biggest locations, one of its biggest metropolitan areas, can't be its own state and govern itself? Hey, some of you Republicans, do you want the national government running your day-to-day -day affairs too? No! So how do we come together, you jackasses? Roman, 30 seconds. <laughs> um, you know, quite honestly... I don't think they should, and the and the reason is just because I I want to get um, Matt upset. No, <laughs> I mean you know what? Go ahead and do it. Make make yourself some souvenirs. Make that T-shirt. You know I went to D.C. All I got was this lousy shirt. You know I mean just just do it if you want. I mean either way, um, you know the country's going down in flames anyway, so we might as well put some icing on the cake. You know. Matt Napolitano, 30 seconds. I think they should. Yes. Will it happen? Not right now. It's not going to. I don't think they're going to get the majority votes they need. That's 60 votes. Right now, they got only 44 amongst the Democrats. Uh, Joe Manchin, Angus King are undecided on it as it is. They're not going to get to that 60 threshold because the fear is you make D.C. a state, you get two senators. 
and they're probably going to go blue. It is a heavy Democratic enclave in the nation's capital. Lord knows what's going to happen for the House as well. It won't come to fruition. There's too much to be done, too many hurdles in between. No one's going to want to do the work because what does Congress hate? Work. They don't like doing anything to accomplish something. It's not going to happen. <laughs> now, before I go to Isaac, no one presented this argument, but uh, what about giving D.C. back to Maryland? What do you guys think about that? Hasn't Maryland suffered enough? <laughs> no, because then they get two sport, then they get multiple sports teams. But they but already, it would it would but they an already interesting situation for the you already have team. a Washington team in Maryland. So yeah, do yeah. They want it back? Do they even want it back? I don't know. I mean, tax money, tax money is pretty good. But uh, Isaac, what scores you want to give them? Zero to ten. Okay, uh, Matt, you're getting ten out of ten, uh, especially because of your argument to appeal to GOP logic. That was slick. Uh, Roman, I'm going to give you zero out of 10 because your position was both nihilistic and wishy-washy and Matt Napolitano for the course yet again, uh, accurate, uh, but boring. So I'm going to give you five out of 10. All right. (laughs) Next topic. Public school students are beginning to return to the classroom in San Francisco, but their teachers are still instructing from home. 500 San Francisco teachers have received medical exemptions allowing them to continue to instruct from home. Students are in the classroom at their desk being instructed virtually by a teacher at home. San Francisco's supervisor and former school board member Matt Haney says that's not right. Our families are excited to send their kids back to school so that they can be taught by an adult in the classroom, not just continue Zoom while sitting in a classroom. The school district scrambling to find substitute teachers. Tim Ryan for CBS News, San Carlos, California. All right, Roman. Uh, how sympathetic are you to the argument that some teachers and uh, teachers unions have that it's not safe for them to be back in the classroom? 30 seconds. I, I mean, I think it's ridiculous because at this point, between the vaccines, between the fact that numbers have been declining uh, as far as cases and all that other stuff, these teachers, at what point do you say, okay, you've been home long enough. I I can't imagine any other job that would allow it to go on that long. So I don't have a ton of sympathy. I had a friend of mine that said, well, hey, Roman, how would you feel if you had to go back to, and and quite honestly, I said, you know what? I'm actually considering becoming a substitute teacher. You know, get back into the classroom. Matt Napolitano, how sympathetic are you? 30 seconds. I'm just dumbfounded that some of these teachers can stand by and let these unions take this issue so head on and really just make it take over the true subject. You got to get back into these schools for the sake of these kids. You're messing with their mental health. You're taking them away from socializing with their friends. You're taking them out of that aspect of their lives. That's so key, especially in developmental years. We've seen the suicide rates going up amongst teenagers as a result of this pandemic, as a result of these kids being cloistered at home, not being able to socialize. So you know what? Get back in the classroom. Do this for the children. Stop making the teachers unions make this about something else something grander that can be solved later down the line and figure it out matt ryan are you sympathetic 30 seconds now dennis we're still in a pandemic right Uh, depends on the definition but yeah sure yeah so if they have a medical exemption then yes but maybe make it a little bit stricter you know the teacher union in new york here is the most powerful thing outside of god and even then i can at least see the teachers union when it comes to the pennsylvania teachers union 
They have to come up with a stricter subset work with the union, make sure that these kids that are in the classrooms are being taught properly, because we can go into a deeper dive on that. It starts at the very bottom when it comes to these exemptions. All right, Isaac, what scores do you want to give those arguments 0 to 10? Okay, uh, Matt, Ryan, uh, the whole your answer was detailed, talking about medical exemptions. I'm going to give you 10 out of 10 because it actually dealt with policy. Uh, Matt Napolitano, the importance to the kids. I like it. I'll, I'll give you 7 out of 10. Uh, Roman Garcia, you, all you did was talk about why you, why you don't agree with them, but you didn't, you didn't say like, uh, what the specific issue is. It's not about whether they've been home long enough or what other jobs do. The point is whether it's safe or not. It's a practical issue. 3 out of 10. Okay, next topic. Uh, fan support pays off for a TV star with game show host dreams. A book lets you zoom through time and space, but don't bother packing. You can stay in one place. The Reading Rainbow's LeVar Burton has made it to the final round of Jeopardy! guest hosts after fans launched a social media campaign that rounded up 250,000 signatures on a Change.org petition. Burton says winning Celebrity Jeopardy! in 1995 was one of his proudest moments. He says he'd love the hosting gig for keeps to do justice to the legacy of Alex Trebek. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. So, Matt Napolitano, do you like the idea of LeVar Burton being at least one guest Jeopardy host, or are you looking forward to some of the other names that were announced, like Robin Roberts, George Stephanopoulos, or even Joe Buck? 30 seconds. I don't like it. I love it. I think it's long overdue for LeVar Burton to get his shot. They seem like they're giving everybody a chance out here. Katie Couric got a chance to do it. Aaron Rodgers got a chance to do it. Mayim Bialik's coming up. I mean, they let that snake oil salesman, Dr. Oz, do this. For crying out loud, the standards here are all over the map. I'm just excited to see who eventually takes over in the long term. But for now, I'm enjoying these guest host runs. I think it's really cool to see them all try and pay their homage to the greatest of all time and Alex Trebek. And as a former Jeopardy runner-up myself, I really think it's going to be interesting to see who comes away with the title. P.S. I want that job. Matt Ryan, <laughs> 30 seconds. I also want that job, but of course I support LeVar Burton doing it. He's one of the most charismatic people of all time. He's a tremendous personality. And also, he had one of the best guest spots in sitcom history when he was on that episode of Community. So, of course, I support LeVar Burton doing it. And yes, Dr. Oz is a snake oil salesman and a carny, and not a good carny like me, a bad carny. Like a steal your house from you when you're out to go to lunch, a carny. Not a big fan, but yes, LeVar Burton guest hosting Jeopardy is good for us, good for the economy, and good to keep carnies off the street. <laughs> Roman, 30 seconds. Uh, yeah, I, th I think LeVar Burton is, is a great uh, is a great candidate, and I, and I would hope he would actually get the gig, because he's one of those guys that just even keel, you, you, you trust the guy, he just seems like he'd be a good fit. And since we're all bringing up Dr. Oz, yeah, why is Dr. Oz on anything? You know, I don't want to get on a whole sidebar, but yeah, why is that guy on anything? He looks like one of those weird puppet characters from the Christmas stuff, you know, like he's like kind of a stop motion type of deal, but I'm all for Lamar. Before I go to Isaac, I'm impressed you guys brought up Dr. Oz, but totally took a pass on Joe Buck. So, uh, <laughs> Isaac. Joe Buck is better than he gets. <laughs> Isaac, what score is yeah, zero so, to ten? Uh, everybody here had the same opinion about Lavar, so I'm actually going to grade them based on their statements regarding Doctor Oz. Uh, coming in third place is Matt Napolitano. Uh, I like your, I liked how you mentioned him, but I didn't feel like your takedown was strong enough. You're going to get three points. Uh, Matt Ryan, 
I, I really like the Carney angle. You, you really got my blood up hating Dr. Oz. I'll give you five points. Uh, Roman, <laughs> you're going to get 10 points. Not only did you specify the solution to Dr. Oz, which is to not let him be on TV anywhere, but you compared him to a rankin based TV special, which I thought was so apt. So, yeah. Great job, Roman. Oh, good. Finally. Keep, my keep God. taking down Dr. Oz. Uh, next topic of movement to decriminalize sex work is making waves in New York. A New York judge has agreed to dismiss thousands of prostitution-related offenses dating back to the 70s. The request was made by Manhattan District Attorney Cyrus Vance Jr., who said he would no longer prosecute many offenses related to sex work because many of those arrested were unfairly targeted. With the ruling, about 6,000 cases will be dropped. This is a huge step in a movement to decriminalize sex work or at least aim prosecutions at human trafficking or exploitation instead. Stacey Lynn, CBS News. All right, we're start with Matt Ryan. Decriminalizing sex work, a yay or a nay from you? 30 seconds. Oh, it's certainly a yay. And when it comes to the human trafficking aspect of it, of course, we should be focusing on that. We should actually triple, quadruple, quintuple our efforts on that. But, you know, going after sex workers who provide a service and, and it's capitalistic, isn't it? It's altruistic. It's capitalistic. And if it's consensual, all the better. If someone's getting paid for something in this country we, and it's and it's not hurting anybody, we really sh- well, unless that's your kink and I don't kink shame, you know, we shouldn't chastise them, we shouldn't prosecute, we shouldn't <laughs> imprison them for it. Roman, yay or nay on decriminalizing sex work, 30 seconds. Yeah, I'm all for decriminalizing it. I'm also excited about those records getting cleared. That means I can finally uh, get that monkey off my back. But, uh, yeah, I, I think, again, uh, outside of the, the people who abuse it with the sex traffic and all that, which is horrible, that needs to be shut down. I think decriminalizing it and regulating it, if anything, would help improve the situation for people who are uh, being abused and being forced into things like that. But I think, if anything, hey, you've got massage parlors, you know, you've got Matt construction Napol- workers, you got sex workers. Matt Napolitano, 30 seconds. I think it's a smart move, and I think it's very smart to put the focus more now on sex trafficking and exploitation. That's where the bigger issues lie, along with I saw recently today, um, I believe it was a former congresswoman, Katie Hill, came out with wanting to push forward for a federal ban on revenge porn, which is another thing that really needs to be brought to light. That falls under the exploitation umbrella. Look, I think at the end of the day, there's decriminalization efforts for this, along with marijuana, that do need to happen. I think if these are lighter offenses, they're lesser offenses, we need to go after the truer offenders out there, especially when it comes into the drug world and especially when it comes into the sex world. All right, Isaac, yay or nay on their arguments, point zero to ten. Okay, Matt Napolitano, I'm going to give you full marks because you made a good general argument about decriminalization. And Matt Ryan and Roman Garcia, I will give you five points each because you basically said the same thing. Okay. Here's your chance to own a piece of music history. Items worn by Dolly Parton and Bruce Springsteen are among the memorabilia being auctioned online April 28th to raise money for the Actors Fund. Doyle Auctioneers and Appraisers estimates a gown Parton wore for the 2019 CMA Awards will sell for at least $2,000. The outfit the boss wore for Springsteen on Broadway is expected to go for at least two grand. Other items for sale include Elton John's glasses, Neil Diamond's red beaded shirt, and two pairs of Cher's crystal-encrusted slingback shoes. Jennifer Kuiper, CBS News.
Okay, Roman, how interested are you in owning items that have been previously owned by celebrities? 30 seconds. Very interested. I love that stuff. I have a friend of mine that would do auctions and uh, do sports memorabilia, uh, celebrity memorabilia. My daughter just scored a huge uh, a, a amount of friend Drescher uh, items from the nanny. You know, someone here was selling them off. They needed some extra cash and they had all the certificates. We bought a ton of that stuff. So I think it's awesome to get a piece of history. Uh, I wanted to get um, a Freddie Mercury autograph, but that thing was in the thousands. I couldn't afford it, but if I could get it, I would. Matt Napolitano, 30 seconds. I think it's cool to have. I just, my thing, I, I would hope that the purchaser is an actual fan of the artist. Like, I want that to go to somebody who is, like, devoted to Dolly Parton. I don't want this just, like, ending up in some rando person's storage locker just to be sold off again <laughs> at some later date. Like, I want to know for a fact that whoever buys this is getting it for all the right reasons because, A, they got the, the money to do it, and, B, because they are a true fan of this person's art. Like, I don't want to know that Neil Diamond's beaded shirt is being worn around by some guy down on, like, Boca Raton trying to pick up some ladies at the bar that night. <laughs> Matt Ryan, 30 seconds. Well, I actually own a piece of event, almost worn memorabilia. I have a Canada, a, hair, uh, a Team Canada jersey from Wayne Gretzky's locker. I actually have it framed in my apartment. And I've actually looked for Houston wrestling memorabilia because Paul Bosch's estate recently had an auction. And and I agree with Matt. You know, we should have the opportunity for fans to buy it. But shout out to the guy from Boca Raton shooting his shot. You know, we're cracking the rosy. Come on down. Make it work. Make it happen, pal. Your money, your drive. Get it done. They're coming to my condo now. All right, Isaac. <laughs> what did you think of those arguments? Zero to ten. Matt Napolitano, I'm going to give you eight points for bringing up the point that celebrity relics should be loved. Roman, I'm going to give you ten points for talking about Freddie Mercury. And nice. Matt Ryan, I'm going to give you five points. It would have been ten, but you mentioned Wayne Gretzky. So that gave you a hit. <laughs> there you uh, well, seems we're planning to spend big on summer vacation this year. The pandemic meant many people couldn't get away last summer. So this year, people are making plans early and counting on spending big. A new survey by The Point Sky finds more than 40% of Americans are ready to drop $1,000 for the kind of vacation that can make them forget about COVID. International travel won't be as easy to plan as many places still have strict restrictions. But almost half of those surveyed said they're planning a road trip, which can help them avoid others and be more flexible. Elaine Cobb, CBS News. Here we go, start with Matt Napolitano. Are you making summer vacation plans? 30 seconds. Yeah, I'm making plans, but I'm doing it within reason. I think, you know, some people are really looking into international travel. I'm not really for that just yet amidst this pandemic. I think it's better safe than sorry. I'm willing to travel domestically, especially knowing in the United States a lot of work's being done to make sure that adults are fully vaccinated by July 4th. I'm trying to get some plans in place to see friends. It definitely does help, as mentioned in that piece, that, you know, some money is saved up and set aside that, didn't get to be used last year to travel. I think as long as people are willing to be safe about this and really recognize everybody around them as well, why not travel this summer? Matt Ryan, are you planning to travel for summer vacation? 30 seconds. Hell no. Oh. Hell no. I'm, you couldn't get me to leave the house pre-pandemic. You think I'm going to be traveling <laughs> post-pandemic? Mid or post-pandemic? 
I don't like people, and I don't like them breathing. I take the New York City subway pretty frequently, and that is a schlep on its own. I, if you're able to do it safely, then go for it. If you're taking a road trip, you're socially distancing, you're wearing your mask, except when you're eating or drinking, cool. But, nah, that ain't me, fam. That ain't me. I'm going <laughs> to watch the Mets and hate myself, because that's what you do when you watch the Mets. Roman, do you have summer vacation plans? 30 seconds. Not, not only do I have summer vacation plans, during the pandemic, we bought a fifth-wheel travel trailer because we wanted to be able to travel and still be able to do some social distancing. The thing I didn't plan for was the fact that that trailer requires a truck that cost me anywhere from fifty to $70,000 to pull the trailer. So now I have a trailer sitting out front with no truck to pull it, so my vacation plans are going to be me in the front yard enjoying my fifth-wheel travel trailer. All right, Isaac, whose vacation plans did you like the most? Give them a score, 0 to 10. Okay, Matt, I, I get you're a homebody. I'm not, but you stuck by that view, and you stuck by it passionately. I'm going to give you 10 bucks for, sorry, 10 <laughs> points for standing by your beliefs. I'm nice. my Venmo. Is this cash now? Nice. <laughs> Matt, I like that you're being safe. I'm going to also give you 10 points. Roman, I feel bad about what happened to you, so you are also going to get 10 points, and you can put that 10, those 10 points towards the truck, which I know you so desperately need. Yeah, let me get that $10 towards the truck. Oh, uh, well, coming up, our debaters have a few things on their mind. We'll hear what it is and what their friends think about it next on Master Debaters from KTSA. This is Master Debaters from 550 KTSA and FM 1071. I'm Dennis Foley. Joining us this week, we have Matt Ryan, Roman Garcia, Hello. and Matt Napolitano, who are all working to coerce our judge Isaac from Atlanta to give them more points than their fellow competitors. So let's keep this debate going. State your case on Master Debaters. Yeah, so... Uh, our competitors before the show came up with a topic they wanted to talk about, the case they wanted to present to our judge. They will get 60 seconds to do so. During those 60 seconds, if the other combatants wish to challenge or present another argument, they will get 30 seconds each after the case is done being presented. After all those challengers, the original presenter gets their own 30 seconds to tell their challengers why they are all wrong. Now, if they change their topic from what they had said it before the show, I will give them an automatic five-point penalty. So there are also more points at stake. Our judge can now give up to 20 points or can take away up to 20 points, whether they challenge, presented the topic, or chose to stay quiet. So right now we actually have a tie for a lead between the two Matts. Um, Matt Napolitano and Matt Ryan. I'm thinking of a number between one and ten. Give me a number each and we'll see who goes first. Seven. Matt Ryan. Five. Five. Number out of my head was seven. So, Napolitano, you get to start with your 60-second mm. argument. All right. Well, for me, I just cannot stand celebrities and knee-jerk reactions on social media any longer. And being the biggest violator this week had to have been LeBron James following the tragic shooting of Makia Bryant in Columbus, Ohio, in a police-involved shooting. Him posting a photo of Officer Nicholas Reardon 
with the caption, you're next, seeming to allude to Derek Chauvin, who was just convicted in the murder of George Floyd, and in my opinion, deservedly so. But the fact of the matter is, he didn't know what happened in this incident. He actually just went right out on social media and tried to make this an attack about this officer. That wasn't until body cam footage later revealed that Nicholas Reardon may have very well saved another woman's life who was threatened of being stabbed by Makia Bryant. This is a very difficult case to be in. But one of the other stupid ones that I saw this week was singer Demi Lovato trying to come for a frozen yogurt shop because of the toppings they had on display at the store. I think that these gross overreactions and the gross amount of power that celebrities have on social media has become downright dangerous and disrespectful. And it also goes to show the level of just complete idiocy that we all have in getting sucked in by it. Matt Ryan, 30 second challenge. You know, they're human beings, bruh. If we want to control what people are saying and say, if, if they make enough, if we do that, we should install a tax bracket. You make more than X amount a year, you're not allowed to be on social media. We keep it for the normies. That, that's the only way, because we can't stop people from being people. As Patrice O'Neill, the late, great Patrice O'Neill said, tiger's going to tiger. Humans are going to human. Of course Demi Lovato's going to come out of pocket. Of course LeBron's going to make a mistake. Have you seen the decision? Of course that's going to happen. People are going to people. Matt, uh, Matt Napolitano, your 30-second rebuttal. Oh, A-plus for the Patrice O'Neill RIP reference there. Dead on. I just think it is just speaks such volumes to how we're so quick to latch on as a society to what is being tweeted out in 280 characters by somebody who is not an expert on a subject matter whatsoever. Take into account the research. Look into the facts for yourself. This is what I always encourage people to do. Don't jump on someone's opinion because it's their opinion and you happen to like them as an actor or as an athlete. Mark Ruffalo doesn't know everything about climate change. Look into an actual climate change expert to tell you about climate change. All right, so no challenge from Roman Garcia, though, if I go back into the Master Debaters archives, Roman Garcia did say in the past that we should all, all follow celebrities because they are influencers. <laughs> yes. We need to keep every show. word they I say. That. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, now, Isaac, you don't have to take that part into consideration, but uh, what scores do you want to give negative 20 to 20 to all three of our debaters? Before I do, Matt, you said the level of power celebrities hold is both dangerous and disrespectful. What did you mean by that second word in this context? I think when they come, I think when they come into play with a knee-jerk reaction without doing any level of research or any semblance of thought on the subject and not really knowing the full details, I think it's disrespectful to their followers. I think it's dangerous to provide a misinformation. So you mean the action is disrespectful, not the level of power. Okay. Uh, I will give you 12 points. It would have been okay. 20. But uh, that misplaced word really screwed up your argument. Matt Ryan, you're going to get 20 points because your, your novel and extreme idea of the no social media tax bracket fascinates me. Uh, Roman, I'm sorry. I'm going to take five points away from you for not attacking Matt. Okay. <laughs> okay. Matt Ryan, your turn for your 60-second argument. All right, so I'm advocating for alternative sports leagues. Why? First and foremost, it goes against the – what? That's That was my topic. Why are you whistling me? Oh, because of uh, show rules. So, Well, we can we <laughs> talk about it after. I my topic. Nobody sent it late. Everybody else did. <laughs> nope. Nope. Well, nope. Uh, right. You'll hear someone else did as well, but, you know, continue on. <laughs> 
Okay, so I'm I'm first and foremost, it's char it's changing the monopoly rules in this country. We really need to take a look at the monopoly rules in this country. Secondly, it's also creating more jobs. And Republicans love jobs, and you can build all those stadiums and sell all those seating rights. And also, who doesn't like weird sports? We had the USFL in the 80s, we had the XFL, there was the World League at some point. We had the ABA. More sports, more alternative leagues make sports cooler, and we might be able to get rock and jock. A real rock and jock league, and I support that. Bring back slam ball, support the A7FL, more alternative sports. So there were no challengers. Uh, no challenges. Yeah, that's a challenge. Uh, you guys put it in the wrong it area. Oh, wrong- you people! <laughs> Roman 30 second challenge. Yeah, you know what? I think we have too many sports already. We don't need any more alternative sports because now everything is considered a sport. Hot dog eating is a sport. Snowboarding became a sport. I mean, just a bunch of pothead kids that wanted to slide down a hill. I mean, where, where do we draw the line on, 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 on what? Where do we cut it off here? Am I still? I still got 30 seconds. time. Oh, okay. All right. It sucks. There you go. Matt Napolitano, 30 seconds. Look, I'm all for the alternative leagues. I'm all for the expansion into things beyond into like the XFL and, you know, all these into the spring football league. But the fact of the matter is they shouldn't exist unless they're going to be run well. I mean, we saw the Alliance of American football end up being a total disaster. The XFL in its first go around, an absolute disaster. And even in its second go around, now it's going to be trying for take number three. That being said, if you want to go and branch out into these weird new sports that are evolving, I mean, the fact that we got cornhole on our TVs now, right next to dodgeball, right next to, uh, you know, a competitive, like long distance archery or whatever it is, let it happen. Just make sure it's run well and it actually sustains. Right. Matt Ryan, your 30 second rebuttal. Being a human is mad boring. So why can't we do more entertaining and fun things? There's 3,622 regional sports networks out there. We can put some sort of weird, you know what? Why not lawn racing? You just couple get, get a couple of lawnmowers and race them around. And also, of course, the implicit idea is for them to be run well. I, I like crazy, but I don't want wild crazy. I like Vince McMahon running my wrestling companies. Not so sure about the football leagues. If it's run well and functional, I want to watch it. Hell, I'll work for the mothers. I swear, so I'm good. Yes. <laughs> Came close. Came close to getting one of these, but you didn't. So, uh, Isaac, what score is negative 20 to 20 for all three of our debaters? Oh, Matt, you're getting 20 points. I absolutely love your argument. I also want to see lawn racing on ESPN and the XFL. And <laughs> heck, you could have said rollerball. I'm, I'm down for all of it. Um, Matt Napolitano, I'll give you five points. Uh, like, yeah, like Matt Ryan said, they need to be run well. You, that's not adding much. Uh, Roman, before I grade you, what makes a sport too much? Because you said there's too many sports, but you didn't say, like, win. Or what's the bar? Or is it any new sport? Uh, I, I think if it's, if it's too simple that just about anybody could do it, then it's not a sport. Like, anybody okay. can eat a hot dog, you know? Yeah, yeah, you know, that's fair. Uh, I'll give you five points. All right, okay, Roman, your 60-second argument. Okay, I think DIY shows are ruining relationships, destroying marriages, and quite honestly, hurting the country. Um, you watch these shows, 
and they completely remodel a whole house in like 30 minutes. And I can't even swap out handles in my shower. You know, they told me I got to break into the wall to swap out these handles. I don't understand. So now my wife thinks that I'm kind of a loser in that regard because I can't swap out handles. I got a friend of mine down the street who had the exact same situation. I mean, he was trying to, he was trying to just change a sink in his bathroom and his wife again expects him that she's going to walk in for some big reveal. And it just makes, I think it just makes it look too easy and the expectations are too high and it's destroying marriages and relationships because then it's nothing but a big old fight and you got all these guys wandering around Home Depot aimlessly not knowing what the hell they're doing. Matt Ryan, 30-second challenge. All right, so my man's getting kink-shamed by the Property Brothers aside, getting cucked by the Property Brothers aside. Uh, this Simbadian premise is kind of a fallacy because it's implicit that it takes place over a long period of time. Any TV show can ruin a relationship. An argument about Kyle and Max's arc on In Living Single got me into a near fist fight with my roommate a week ago. These things happen. We've been stuck in a box for a year. If you're watching Trading pl trading Spaces, then maybe, you know what? I'll watch The Office. Matt uh, Napolitano, your 30-second challenge. Maybe it's just being at an advantage here and being in New York and watching some of these DIY shows and seeing how much they're paying for a mortgage or how much they're putting down to repair their house or renovate from scratch. And it makes me laugh at the thought of it because that would barely cover, you know, my rent for three months. And maybe it's just that that allows me to kind of bow out of this argument a little bit. I think you got to go into those shows with a perspective, though, knowing like this will be cool to see what these people are trying to accomplish. I'm not going to do that myself. It's like when I watch American Ninja Warrior, I'm not going into that watching thing. I'm training for this. Roman, your 30 second rebuttal. OK, so I think like for Matt Ryan, his point of, well, we'll argue over TV shows, we'll argue over TV shows. It's one thing to argue over TV shows. It's another thing to argue over a show while you're staring at $300 worth of lumber in your yard that are never going to be used. <laughs> and so then there's a cost factor, which is a, is a harder pill to swallow. And then for, for Matt DePaul, Thomas, yeah, I understand, you know, like, you know, the, 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 the money thing. And, and what's funny is that they can, they treat it real lightly. Like, oh, I'm only going to put 50 grand into my new kitchen. It's like, give me a break. Yeah. All right, Isaac, I'm curious what you think of those arguments. Uh, what points do you want to give out? Negative 20 to 20. Roman, I'm impressed. You basically made the unrealistic expectations for media argument that people make about pornography, but you've applied it to DIY home improvement <laughs> shows. And, it's, still, you know, it's all wood. I think you're, I think you're right. I think you're onto something. I'm going to give you 20 points. Full mark. That all was right. an excellent yeah. argument. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Matt, uh, you, you missed the point. Roman's not saying the fact that the show creates conflict is a problem. It's rather the specific mechanism by which it does. I'm going to take 10 points away from you for misrepresenting Roman's argument. Uh, Matt, <laughs> Napolitano, yet again, you are informative and accurate, but boring. So I will give you five points. <laughs> is this something I need to know about like my performance in radio in general? Because I feel like I'm being read for filth on this show. Oh, who's going to win? It all comes down to one final fight. This is Master Debaters from KTSA. From 550 KTSA and FM 1071, this is Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. Yeah, it's 
figure this out. See who our winner is. Because this argument's gonna end right here and right now. Spent all this week between Matt Ryan, Roman Garcia, and Matt Napolitano to convince her judge. Isaac from Atlanta, that their argument is the best argument. But it comes down to one final fight. Closing arguments on Master Debaters. It's where it all gets decided in a four-minute melee. I give a topic, and our three contestants will figure it out amongst themselves for a whole four minutes. No more, no less, a whole four minutes. At the sound of the final buzzer, our judge will give each combatant up to 100 points, or could take away up to 100 points. The person with the fewest points will get a 15 second head start, then everyone else can join in after the bell has rung. So right now, the contestant with the fewest points, do you guys wanna guess who it is? No. <laughs> you sure, Roman? Are you sure? You sure? Yeah, I already know, it's always me. Yeah, it's you, Roman. So uh, Jesus. <laughs> you'll get the 15 second head start. Uh, so the topic. Which is a more reliable method of getting advice? A YouTube tutorial or a family friend? Let's start the four minutes with a 15 second head start for Roman. I'm gonna go with YouTube tutorial because the majority of my family uh, are a lot of older, older women and um, the solution to everything is uh, put aloe vera on it. So uh, I go with YouTube. Uh, even though in between, you know, you get the occasional yeah. UFO conspiracy the, thing. Yeah, the outside of the Chris Rock put a little tussin on an argument. Uh, I'm going to also go with YouTube tutorials, but primarily because I can actually probably find an expert on uh, YouTube. <laughs> My family doesn't have much in way of experts unless it involves putting substances in their body or going out for cigarettes and then returning with several packs of cigarettes. There's really nothing... <laughs> On it, the democratization of the internet has really ruined anything your uncle can do because the the thing that he's known for in the family you can outpace them in you can yeah. outpace them in grilling you can outpace them in drinking you can outpace them in not abandoning your family. There's so but many YouTube options. Tutorials that... telling you about how to drink faster than your uncle. Well, there that's, is that's there probably there are there. those tutorials out there. There's for everything. I had a I had a little light going out in one of my vehicles that kept blowing it out, and I found the most random, weird guy somewhere who who explained that that particular thing had a short in that particular wire for that particular year vehicle on the left side of the vehicle. Like it was so small and obscure, but it was there. So I trust YouTube for everything now. I mean, like, look, I, I get it because. Get it because YouTube tutorials basically it's going at your own pace. You're controlling how fast the video goes. You're going by how far along you are on the project. Whereas, I mean, I remember from being a kid and growing up and learning how to change a tire, how to change the oil. It was if you did it wrong the first time, get out of my way. I'll do it myself. You didn't get a redemption shot for another two months or until your uncle offered up your shot or whenever your next chance was. YouTube and, tutorials and like also, give people confidence. I get it. And also, if the YouTube tutorial is wrong, you're still, uh, you don't have to buy them. You're not obligated to buy them a gift at Christmas or invite them over for holidays. You right. can just, you have to do that with your, well, you don't have to. I'm a good lessons and you don't have to deal with your blood family. But there's still that obligation there for people who actually like their family. So yeah, when you, you avoid the drugs you can yeah. just. Yeah. You can basically just hide it or fill up your algorithm with enough puppy videos <laughs> to where you won't find that person anymore. And you can actually find the right advice. You algorithm, you can't algorithm an uncle. 
You can fight them shirtless in a parking lot, though, I know, because I've made the challenge. So when you're looking at things from a grander perspective, don't trust your family. Trust the Internet. Hell, yeah. there's QAnon on the Internet, but there's QAnon at your Thanksgiving table. So you got a 50-50 shot of dealing with a kook anyway. So yeah, find I tried your way and uh, stick to it. I mean, I tried giving some of my relatives a thumbs down in real life, and it, it's not the same. It's just not the same, you know? And so uh, outside of it involving fire or me cutting into my own body, I pretty much will trust about everything on YouTube. I mean, I wouldn't well, you trust everything find, on you, YouTube. You, you trust your uncle? Wait, you trust your uncle on how to perform surgery on yourself? How no, would you no, find I, yourself I, in a situation... <laughs> Well, yo, you don't yo, know, Tio, man. You don't know. Tio, I have to perform an emergency appendectomy. You got a hand? Right, no? right. We used to have All to right. use the medical book. Now we got YouTube. Where did your sweet 16 go? I don't know. <laughs> you judge me and mine. <laughs> so, yeah, so, you know, if I, and, 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 and don't even get me started on, me? on TikTok, you know, now you got, you know, I don't, I don't uh, know. TikTok's Third. even worse because TikTok is now doing like the recipes that they say are like God's gift to like creation. I tried that Greek pasta; it wasn't that great. And what? Yeah, so did like Julia Childs. Right. You can't blame YouTube for people for you not having taste buds. You gotta oh, get. I can blame YouTube for not having taste buds and wasting all the feta cheese in Sweden. <laughs> so before I go to Isaac, two two uh, points I want to raise. First, the question was, which is more reliable for advice? a YouTube tutorial or a family friend, not necessarily your uncle, your mom, uh, or your brother. So it could have been the this. mechanic well, down the street. Misheard. Yeah, so there's that. Uh, and then the second thing, a lot of you guys are talking about, um, you know, lessons and, and fixing things. Um, but what about things like, you know, relationship advice, you know, pimples oh, no. and... That... Is that stuff that you want to go to YouTube for? Or is that nah, something you no want to go No one knows what they're talking about on any of that stuff. Okay. So, uh, Isaac, I don't no, one, no one knows. Negative 100 okay, to 100 so for all that. Really, we have, we have two separate issues here because everyone agrees. Um, so the two separate issues are why are YouTube tutorials good and why is family advice bad? And Roman is the only person who gave a really, really strong argument for why family advice is bad, and that is because they will just tell you to put aloe vera on things. I found that very persuasive because <laughs> that is not how I solve most problems. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, however, um, gave a good positive argument, pointed out that what you need is expertise, and nobody else made that very, very basic point. Uh, so mm -hmm. I, I thought that was strong. However, Ryan also did a lot of screaming, which I think is tantamount to cheating in a group argument. So <laughs> I'm going to give Roman – oh, and Matt Napolitano, um, your main contribution was that it's good to go at your own pace. So sticking by the uh, informative, true, but boring angle. <laughs> Matt, I, Matt Napolitano, I'm going to give you 50 points, dead average. <laughs> Matt Ryan, I'm going to give you 60 points. It would have been higher, but you were screaming the whole time. And Roman Garcia, I'm going to give you 100 points. Because, nice. yeah, you, you made the best argument yeah. against family members. All right, good stuff. It's true. It's all true. Uh, let's see here to see who our winner is this week. Okay. So, after a very, very long period of, I guess you would call it heated discussion, some yelling, as Isaac noted, some, uh, some boring arguments, as Isaac also noted, um... Sorry. <laughs> the time has come to name this week's master debater. 
in third place with 120 points. Do you guys want to guess who's in third place? No. I'm going to say my sister. I'm going to guess me. Is it Roman? It's Matt, it's, it's Matt Napolitano in third place That's with 120 right, points. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Is it Roman? <laughs> Informative, accurate, and in third place. <laughs> it's true. Uh, true boring. I, I can make a joke, but I, uh, not the right place for the joke uh, I want to say. Uh, in second place with 133 points between Matt, Ryan, and Roman. Who do you think is in second place? Don Knotts. Roman. <laughs> no, Matt Ryan, which means this week's Master Debater. Mm-hmm. With 159 points, Roman Garcia. You've got to be kidding me. 60 seconds to celebrate starts right now. Oh, man. You know, I just want to thank my mom who's believed in me for all these years. I want to thank uh, LeBron James for giving us things to talk about. I just, you know, I just want to really just... uh, Thank really everyone that's ever supported me and uh, and has said, Roman, you can do more. You can do more. Just keep on pumping. And you know what? I've been pumping. I've been pumping. And now I can say that um, it's paid off. So I just want to, you know, again, just uh, give all the thanks in all the world. Because I tell you what, this is about my 25th show. And I was starting to get kind of pissed. And uh, if I didn't win today, I was really going to pull the plug. So... Um, you know, hanging in there one last time, it, it, it's paid off. So I'm just super excited. Super excited. Is there more? I got jobbed. <laughs> Roman, are you, I'm boring. Roman, are you really putting yourself that much Matt, pressure it's on not your... that you're boring. You're not boring, but some of your answers were very boring. <laughs> Roman, I like how yeah. he has to walk him off the ledge here. Roman, you're giving yourself that much pressure on a show called Master Debaters, really? I tell you what, I don't have much else going on right now. It's been a pandemic. I've just been home. So oh. this is like, it's a big thing, you know? Okay, well, that's it. A big <laughs> thank you to our three contestants. Matt Ryan, who you could catch covering the mixed martial arts world for combat culture. Roma Garcia, who you can see each weekend on Success in the City on the CW35 in San Antonio. And Matt Napolitano, who you can hear each weekday on Fox News Headlines 24-7 on Sirius XM Channel 115. And a big thanks for a judge, Isaac from Atlanta. Master Debaters is a production of XX, XS Studios for KTSA San Antonio and FryHeight.co. Learn more about Master Debaters online at uh, KTSA.com slash Master Debaters or at Debaters.FryHeight.co. Ah, I'm Dennis Foley. This has been Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. San Antonio's home for news and talk. On air, online, and on demand. 550 KTSA and FM 1071.